I'm Elder Shanina Walker, and thank you for joining us today on our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. Today on our Let's Wrap readings, we want to speak to you on the subject of Greater is Coming. Our scripture today is going to be coming from Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, beginning at the 18th and 19th verse. Let's read. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Let's wrap. As we begin to look into this chapter and examine the scripture, we can clearly see that in this section, God is providing a way out for the children of Israel. Once again, they are being oppressed. The Israelites were no stranger to oppression. If we can recall to mind how they were slaves in Egypt and God provided them a way of exodus. Once again, God hears their cry and is informing them through Isaiah, he will deliver them. But not only will he deliver them, he is declaring he's going to do it while they're in the wilderness. If we look at verse 18, the first thing God told the children of Israel to do is forget the past. What was he saying? He was saying to them that all the past miracles that they had witnessed, that they had saw and had overcame in the wilderness was not to be compared to the new thing that he was about to do. Just to remind you of some of the miracles that the children of Israel saw, God sent an angel. The children of Israel had a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night to guard them, the multitude. Strong winds came and made a path for them that they were able to go through the Red Sea. The Egyptian chariots and the armies were drowned in the sea. Bitter waters were made sweet and drinkable for the children of Israel. God rained down manna from heaven in the form of bread and quails were sent to provide meat. They were able to witness the miracle of water coming from a rock. God let Moses' hand be raised long enough to allow the children of Israel to prevail over Amulek. God allowed them to witness the budding of Aaron's staff. Not only were they able to see victories and see miracles, but they also experienced disappointment and punishment for rebellion and disobedience. As in Numbers, the 16th chapter, the 30th verse, and the 32nd verse. In this particular chapter and verse, a new thing was happening here also. The house of Korah had provoked the Lord, and as a result of punishment and sin, God allowed the earth, the ground, to open up and swallow all that pertaineth to Korah and all their goods. The 33rd verse goes on to say, And they and all that pertained to them went down alive into the pit, and the earth closed upon them, and they perished from among the congregation. But despite all of the miracles, all of the victories, and all of the losses, all of the punishments that they received, God was reminding them that those things that they had witnessed in the past was now to be forgotten. He said, remember not the former things. He was letting them know that no matter what it is that you've experienced in the past, whether good or bad, whether victories are lost, it is nothing compared to what God was about to do in their future. What was God saying to the children of Israel? What he was saying is, in other words, greater is coming. Now let's apply. Let's look at the scripture a little closer so we can apply this promise to our lives today. But first I want to say, if you're listening to me right now, it is not by chance or coincidence. Maybe you're that person that's listening right now. All you can think about is what happened when. Thinking about your past, you're trapped in the past and can't seem to move past 
things that have happened in your life. There are some people out there that are still holding on to childhood hurts. There are people that are still thinking about and dwelling on when I had that good job, when I had that big house, or when I had my new car. There are those out there that are remembering over and over and playing in their mind again and again what seemed like the perfect marriage until everything began to fall apart. There's nothing worse than living in the past because you'll never be able to move forward if you're always looking backwards. God is saying to you today in that 18th verse, if we start there, Isaiah, the 43rd chapter and the 18th verse, remember ye not the former things. One translation says, do not think about the past. Former means past things. In other words, if we're going to apply this word to our lives today, what it's saying is we can't remember, we can't think about past failures, past victories, past miracles, past hurts, past disappointments. How many know that if we dwell on these things, we can get so caught up to holding on and living in the past that we miss the moment. So what is the Lord saying to us today? What he's saying is forget what happened before. In other words, he said, neither consider. Consider mean thinking carefully about it, the things of old. In other words, dwelling on the past. For example, have you ever met someone or talked to someone and all they can say is, I remember when you used to do this. I remember when that happened. All some people want to do is keep you linked to the old you. No matter how you try to move on from your past mistakes or the old you, somebody is always there trying to remind you of who you used to be. For example, I remember when you used to be an alcoholic. I remember when you used to be a drug addict. I remember when she used to sleep with everybody. Now she calls herself a preacher. I want you to know today, you cannot allow people, nor can you allow yourself to dwell in your past. It's called the past for a reason. That time is over. It's gone. Learn from it and move on. What God is trying to do is he's trying to reposition you. He said, behold, in the 19th verse, behold means see, observe, watch, and witness. One translation says, look at the new thing that I'm going to do. God said, I will do a new thing now. Now means at this present time or moment, it shall spring forth. Spring forth means to leap, to rush, to move suddenly upwards or forward in a single motion. Yeah, I know. You feel like you've been in the same position a long time. You feel like you've been in this situation and circumstances is never going to end for a long time. You felt like giving up many, many times thinking about all of the years you wasted on that job, on that marriage that fell. I want you to know today that God gave me this message just for you. He want me to let you know that he's about to move you suddenly from the back of the line to the front of the line in a single motion. Another definition that I found, and I love this definition for spring forth is to be released from a forced position. Let me repeat that. Spring forth also means to be released from a forced position. When I began to look at that word forced position, I was like, God, what are you saying? God said to me, Shanina, some people didn't just joyfully walk into the position, the situation or the circumstances that they're under right now. For example, to apply this to my own life. When I left Georgia, I was on the radio. I felt like the ministry was taking off. 
But due to unseen circumstances that came into my life, I was forced into a position to have to make a decision to walk away from a place that I call home, to leave my biological family to save my current family. And in the process of going through this situation, I allowed myself to get stuck in the past. I allowed the devil to call me to feel somewhat of failure where I had disappointed. I had failed the mission of the ministry that God had placed in my hands. So I allowed myself to get filled with doubt and fear looking at a delay in the ministry that God had given me. I even allowed myself to think that maybe I missed the mark, that this is not what I was purpose and destined to do. I need somebody to get this today. Remember, this is our less apply part. So I'm trying to uh, use my life so you can understand where I'm coming from. I understand that I have people out there that are listening that's just too deep for this. And some of you ain't never made a life altering decision. So let me take it back to the Bible. For instance, the children of Israel, don't think for a minute that they just decided to go out there in the wilderness to see what's going to happen next. No, they were put into a forced position. It was either endure the hardship of abuse of slavery and watch the suffering of their children and their children, children, or take a chance in the wilderness. Sometimes God allows a past situation or a circumstance to get so bad in our lives that he forces us into the wilderness and the desert so he can get the glory by releasing you from a forced position that only he has the power, has the power to deliver you from. In other words, you're, no matter what it is you're going through at this very moment, forget about the past, your greater is coming. The Bible says it shall spring forth. Your deliverance is springing forth now. Now, when you look at the word now, now means it's already happening at this moment. Shall ye not know it? Don't you see it? I will even make a way in the wilderness, God said. We know that a wilderness means an uncultivated place. In other words, a place where it looks like nothing can grow there. A place that's inhabitable. A place where it looks like that no one is able to live. That there is no life there. Now, wilderness is also defined as an inhospitable region. In other words, a place where you're not going to get a good reception. Uh, to them, you're an outsider. So, you don't look like them. You don't talk like them. You don't act like them. You're not the norm, but God is going to make a way. In other words, a role for you in the midst of your wilderness. Don't worry about your surroundings. Don't worry about what it looks like. God is not going to allow you to wander around in this neglected or abandoned area. God says he's going to suddenly cause you to come to the front. Not only is he going to allow you to spring forth, but God is also saying in this word that he is going to provide rivers in the desert. Now, a desert is a very dry place, but God is saying here, he's not going to make a river. He's going to provide rivers. And we know that where there's water, there's life. So you can best believe that your life is not over. Your life is not going to stop. So God wants to let you know today to forget about the past. Stop looking back. Look at the new thing that he's about to do in your life. It's already happening. Don't you see it? In other words, your greater is coming. What you have to do is you have to stop looking at this thing in the natural. You have to see it in the spirit. Greater is coming. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for this encouraging word, for reminding us that we must forget about our past victories, our past failures and disappointments. The place and the situation or the circumstance that we're in right now is not as important as where you are taking us. God, we thank you for the new thing that you're doing in our lives. 
We thank you that you're allowing us to spring forth. Thank you for moving us from the back of the line to the front of the line. We thank you that you're moving us suddenly from this forced position that we found ourselves in. We know that you are our provider and our sustainer. We acknowledge you as supreme God. We know that there is nothing too hard for you. We thank you for making a way out of no way. We trust your will for our lives. We thank you, O Lord, for the thoughts that you think towards us. For we know they are thoughts of good and not evil to give us a future and a hope. We thank you most of all for our greater is coming. Help us to see it and be ready for the shift. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As always, we thank you for joining us on our Yasha podcast, Young and Sharing His Anointing. I am Elder Shanina Walker. Until next time, have a blessed day.